Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Are you tired of endlessly searching for work, applying for jobs, and never hearing back? Job openings vanishing into thin air? What if with just one connection, you could link with dozens of companies that are hiring? What if that connection was a locally owned business ready to help without charging a fee? Express Employment Professionals is your one connection. Go to ExpressPros.com. With endless opportunities, it's time to try something new in your job search. Let Express Employment Professionals help you. Start at ExpressPros.com. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. Clay actually is going to take the rest of the week off unless giant news breaks. Yesterday he was going to be off, but he and I ended up discussing Cam Newton for three hours, and we're going to talk a lot of Cam Newton on this show today. I am Jason Martin. You may know me as a host of the Jason Martin Show on Sunday mornings here on FSR, 3 to 6 a.m. Eastern time if you're up early or up late. Also the former executive producer of this fine show. And Jeff Schwartz, you may remember him from, well, playing in the NFL for much of a decade. And usually he is the guy in the chair opposite me when we do these shows. Jeff, what's going on, man? I'm good. Uh, yeah, I don't know if people really realize me from, that I play in the NFL anymore. I'm just the guy on Twitter who trolls people from time to time and posts football takes and and some memes and some and some videos uh, in the pool. That's that's about my my daily routine now. So uh, I was so glad, Jason, that we had some sort of football news. The other day felt like a normal day. It felt like a normal day of just sports, right? I mean, we had no sports. We only talked about Cam Newton. This is why I've been happy the NFL's continued business as usual during the pandemic because we've had days where I didn't think about anything but what I normally would this time of year, which is football. So mm-hmm. I, it, it made me feel normal again for a little bit of time to to talk about Cam Newton 
Um, also, at the same time, <laughs> the Patriots news drops. That yeah, they man, they've, they've got some news over the last 48 <laughs> hours, haven't they? And it was completely 1,000% time to be that way. I mean, there's no way that Bill Belichick just decided Sunday night we're going to sign Cam Newton. I'm sure that was right. the works for quite a bit of time, especially with how simple the contract was. And uh, it felt like like we had some some normalcy for a little bit of time. So I was glad to I was glad to see that before the, the news came out that there's a some some other freak show flu virus strain that's coming our way in the fall possibly so uh that was that was a good break for a little bit of time yeah you got to appreciate the patriots like they stymied stymied sean mcveigh in the super bowl and then they found a way to mitigate bad news by dropping oh by the way cam newton like don't worry over don't worry about this whole 1.1 million dollar fine and loss of a draft pick over here don't worry about that we got cam newton that's what you're going to want to talk about and they they guessed right. So you're in Charlotte. Yeah. And you've watched Cam Newton up close and personal, and you know that organization fairly well, know a lot of people associated with that organization. Clay and I yesterday talked a lot about just how this just feels like a total win on all sides. Like, look, ultimately, if Cam Newton can't play, Cam Newton can't play. But he seems driven to try to prove otherwise, which is a positive. And then on the flip side, if you're the Patriots, this is what they do. I mean, we could go through a list of big-name guys that they've brought in just to see. I think that's the best way to look at it. We're just going to see. Like, you know, they haven't been able to really look at him up close lately because of the pandemic, and there were a lot of articles written about how that was going to hurt Cam's chances of actually landing a home because nobody could – really get to see him in the way that they wanted to see him but you think about Ocho Cinco you think about even Randy Moss you think about Antonio Brown like they're just going to give some guys a shot and Belichick if you've looked over the years has always had a healthy level of respect and admiration for what Cam Newton is capable of well Cam Newton has torn him apart I mean that's why he feels that way and we've seen throughout the years that Belichick um, has more respect for players that are able to really get after him personally because obviously he's he reveres himself as a coach and I mean he's always respected Andy Reid for example whose whose teams have played well against they haven't always won but offensively they've scored a lot of points even with Alex Smith at quarterback against the Patriots I know he respects Andy Reid for for those reasons and for Cam Noon he has played very well against New England in his time he's used his legs to do a lot of that damage and you know th- this this just made a lot of sense for for many reasons um one is that and this is something that i think we we don't discuss enough when it comes to just how we talk about quarterback contracts and just contracts in general and i i, I, re- I use this a lot when we discuss con kaepernick coming back to the nfl because people always talk about you know you know what contract should he get they always compare it to someone else right just like they're comparing cam newton's contract to chase daniel let's say or or someone else um there's different levels of contracts right so there's there's the hey i'm signing to just be a backup guy i'm signing to be the third string guy Cam Newton was only signing somewhere to be a starter. I understand the contract is very low here, and the reason why is the Patriots had all the leverage in the world because guess what, guys? There's really one spot for Cam to be the starter right away, and that's New England. There's no other place in football right now where Cam would show up and be the day one starter. And guess what, everyone? He's the day one starter in New England. Sorry for people that think otherwise. That's that's he's You don't, you don't think we're getting the Jarrett Stidham no. era? <laughs> if he's healthy, Cam's starting. And yeah. so... And so this was the one place where he were, were to go to start. 
And he could have gone a one-year deal for $7.5 million to be a backup somewhere, but he didn't want that deal. Just like other guys might not take a third-string quarterback deal. He wanted to be the starter. Jameis Winston, for example, knew that he was not going to be a starter anywhere. No one was going to pay him to be a starter. So he took a backup deal team that rehabilitated Teddy Bridgewater and got him to get you know to be paid. So Cam was specifically looking for a place to start. And if you look even throughout the draft process, the free agency even going back further, there was only one place, New England. So it made a ton of sense for Cam to want to do this deal. And he got it done and now goes to New England. And I think I don't know how you feel about this, Jason. I think he's the day one starter, like from today. Like I, I he's so do he's I. the starter. If he can, if he, I mean, as long as he passes his physical and he is, his health is not a concern, then of course he is. I, I don't see any other way. And you know, one of the other sideline things that had been talked about in several forums since the NFL schedule was released, Jeff is. The Patriots still had an inordinate amount of prime time games on Thursdays, on Sundays. Uh, you know, they they were still going to be featured in all these big windows, Monday Night Football. And some thought, well, that's going to be boring. I I had a storyline there in my head, and it's just like, well, you just want to see whether or not Belichick is that smart that he can overcome all of this. But how long are you going to watch that now? Cam Newton makes them must-see television. It makes that division better. It makes the AFC better, just in terms of interest level here. I'm not necessarily talking about quality. Now, if he can't get it done, if he can't stay on the field, all this becomes moot. But as it stands right now, it seemed curious to me that they didn't do anything in the draft quarterback-wise, and they didn't go get one of the guys. And we had talked about Cam Newton. I think you and I even talked about Cam Newton months ago to New England. They just waited, and they waited, and they waited. And, of course, the timing of the news with the the other deal, with the taping deal, is, is interesting. But do you think maybe that they just sat and waited and let that price go down a little bit more as opposed to pulling that trigger before COVID, if they had pulled that trigger, let's say in February, just as one example, or they had tried to make that move in February, right after the Brady information, they knew Brady wasn't coming back and they decided to go do that. I feel like they would have had to pay more money for Cam Newton than they ended up having to pay now. And I'm not sure if they had it, as a matter of fact, because they were pretty tight to the cap. Well, I, I'm with you there. I think they, they, had, they had to wait. And plus, I don't think, I know we want to give... Belichick a lot of credit for this move, but it, it was a very obvious move. I don't know how much he deserves as far as like, hey, this is a genius pickup by by you know by by Belichick. I don't think that they targeted Cam Newton in March. I don't think they targeted Cam Newton for, you know, around the draft time either. I think they had a plan in the draft. The plan might have been to draft somebody a certain slot, and he wasn't available, so they just drafted someone else. Um, and they didn't feel they, they need to trade up to get a quarterback as well. And and. Um, they just were looking after the draft and said, hey, look, look who's left, Cam Newton. I never bought that Jared Stidham was the guy. No, me either. Look at the history of the NFL, really just right now. The outside of Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Dak Prescott, I think Cousins, every quarterback, every franchise quarterback, starting quarterback, is a first or really a mid Second round draft. I think like Carr is like the lowest second round draft pick who's really starting. There's a couple guys here and there I, I might have missed, but every guy playing is a high level draft pick. That it doesn't mean you're going to win a Super Bowl, but that is the formula for success in the NFL. 
So Jared Sim is a fourth round pick is probably not going to be successful like Tom Brady was. Like, like you're not going to hit lightning in a bottle twice with a late round draft pick to become your franchise quarterback. And so I, I just think Bill Belichick never thought he was going to be the guy. Now, he might not have had an answer. He might have not had, he, you know, Cam, let's say Cam signed with the Chargers and he's SOL. Like he's going to, he's going to ride Stidham and see what happens. But this kind of just fell into place. So I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to say Belichick was, the, a genius for this kind of happening because I think it just kind of fell into place after the draft because like I said other teams could have signed him there wasn't much interest supposedly but it makes a ton of sense and one thing I want I want to cover early here and we could talk obviously all show about this you know people will say well what version of Cam are they getting and if you've listened to me on any platform for a long period of time I live in Charlotte I I played with Cam for a year I was on radio here for a little bit of time I'm now sitting in my office in Charlotte um I've watched all Cam I I play with Cam I know players who play with Cam I've always been a little bit harsher on him as a player not as a person I think he's done great in 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 the community I, he has no been great with, in the community I have no problem with who he is as a person um but as a as a passer I've always been a little more critical of him because I think accuracy is is supremely important in the NFL we've seen that just being able to complete passes at a high percentage and just being accurate you know you you run a more efficient offense that way and cam for a long part of his career wasn't very accurate even the 2015 season his mvp year which he totally deserved he was great he only completed 59 percent of passes that's not a lot that's about where he is jeff i mean that's about where he is year after year i looked at one stat and i mentioned this to clay yesterday uh if you look at the last couple of years and you really want to focus on 18 and not 19 obviously because he didn't play very much in 19 he seems to throw a pretty high percentage of what an advanced analytics person would deem bad throws that's the way it was actually contextualized was he 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 had thrown like 370 passes over the past two seasons and 62 of those passes were deemed bad throws uh, yeah, there's a little bit of context, I think, involved in, in this discussion. So the first half of 2018, he was healthy, right? He was, There were 6-2, and two, the Panthers were, and they went to Detroit, uh, Detroit, Pittsburgh on that Thursday night game, and he got his shoulder injured by, right. by when Watt hit it. Yeah. Up until that point, he completed 68% of his passes. It was the best he had done in his career. It was the first time in his career, by the way, he was in what I would consider a pro-style passing offense. North Turner was the offensive coordinator, long-time, obviously, OC for years and years. He was the OC of the Cowboys in the 90s. Back in the day, he was a good head coach. Um, and he was a different player. He was a pocket passer who got the ball out on time to the target, accurate passes, um, and you know he obviously sprinkled in some of his of his running ability, and then he got hurt and he wasn't very good. That so that first half of 2018, Cam Noon, that's what I think we'll get in Carolina. I mean, not in Carolina, in in, in New England. And if we get that in New England, that's going to lead them to win the AFC East. Like that's good enough, in my opinion. So the back half of 18, yeah, he was hurt, didn't play very well. That's fair to criticize him there. But I think the first half of 18, he did a really good job. I've got stats. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He was. They were six and two. Eight games in, in the NFC South, he was 10th in passer rating at 100.8. He was 12th in QBR at 63.1. His completion percentage was 67.3. And then came the 52-21 to 21 game in Week 10 yeah. with the Steelers. And then you realize, okay, 
the shoulder is no good. Here's the way Bill Barnwell wrote about what you just said. It's important to make this distinction, meaning between the first and the second half at that point in time, because if you weren't paying attention to the Panthers last summer and into the preseason, you might have missed an important piece of information. By all accounts, Newton healed from that shoulder injury. One report from camp lauded the return of his deep ball, which had gone missing as a result of the shoulder injury the prior year. He looked to be back on schedule to return as the Panthers' primary quarterback, and while I'm sure there would have been some growing pains there was no suggestion that he was still being bothered by his shoulder when the next injury struck and that of course is your list frank and that just that's when i started seeing a cam newton that just didn't look like he wanted to be there anymore like he looked like andrew luck looked the day that andrew luck walked off the field for the final time in a preseason well and i and i am with cam on that feeling i mean like that that to rehab all the time. I mean, I did that for for three years, uh, two years basically. I dislocated my big toe and then I broke my leg twice within uh, 364 days. Like I, I rehabbed for two straight years every day uh, when I was playing or not off season, in season, whatever. Rehab is grinding, dude, and it's mentally exhausting because you often don't see strides for weeks at a time. And my dad right now had hip surgery. He, he, he got his hip replaced. And he, even he commented like two weeks ago, man, this rehab stuff, it's stuff. I go, yeah, dad, it is. Yes. He, he said, I know how you feel. I go, thank you. Like it's mentally. And that's why Andrew Luck retired. It wasn't like he didn't love the game anymore. He was tired of making sure his body felt good. And I did worry that Cam was going to retire because he, he had kind of just had enough of the rehab stuff. And so, yeah, yes, he was miserable. And I and I empathize with Cam for being miserable, having to deal with all these injuries. But he seems rejuvenated now, going to knowing that playing well for one year. And this is why I think it's going to work, Jason. The number one reason why is Cam and Belichick both have a mutual reason to make this work. Cam wants to revive his career. And we've seen what reviving your career can do in New England, whether it's obviously, well, Jimmy G didn't revive his career, but he was drafted there, got signed by the, you know, traded the Niners, signed to become Matt Castle, Darrell Revis, Randy Moss. We've seen what, what reviving your career looks like in New England. If he can do that for one season, he will get paid $35 million next season by somebody. It might be the Patriots. And Belichick wants to give an FU to Tom Brady yeah, and everyone yeah. else that he can right. win without Tom Brady. So for one year, it's not a five-year deal, it's a one-year deal. They both have a desired outcome that leads to winning. And that's why I think it's going to work. Yeah, you know, you talk about the concept of mutually assured destruction. This is kind of the opposite of it. It's like both of them have every reason in the world to go balls out and make this thing happen. Like, to just go for it and go for broke. And, and yes, Belichick's ego is absolutely part of this. We'll continue down the cam, this this cam wormhole, which is, it's fun to be able to talk about a sporting thing. And we will get to the NBA stuff a little bit later on, but we still got plenty more to talk about with Cam, including the weapons he's got around him and how similar that is to the situation he often had in Carolina. If you have thoughts, 877-99 on Fox. That's 996-6369. Or you can tweet Jeff at Jeff Schwartz, me at Jmart Radio. We're back in a moment right here. It's Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their hand-cooked test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Jeff, uh, I'm sure you saw that Chris Paul, and I think it was Chris Paul's the one that did the interview with Mark Spears on Sunday morning, Saturday night. It kind of hit, I think, in the midst of my show, um, the Jason Martin Show, which you can hear on many of these same Fox Sports Radio affiliates across the country, about the uniforms and how they can put they can take their name off the back and put social justice slogans or charitable causes or things like this and the first thing i thought was it's kind of like the nfl cleats 
when they are able to do that for like a, a game or two or whatever, if they want to do causes or charities or things like that. But I want to do the same thing basically I did on the show Sunday and I actually got pretty decent pushback from the guys out in LA who just disagreed with me on this which made me happy just because I wanted to hear a different perspective on this but my initial take on this is it's a horrible idea it's a horrible decision but I need to back up because I think Laura Ingram's wrong when she says shut up and dribble I think that's dehumanizing to some degree because I recognize the value of human life and I recognize that LeBron James or Anthony Davis or Dirk Nowitzki or anybody else that's ever played in a sport, in any sport, has value far beyond what they do on a basketball floor, on a football field, on the ice, wherever it is. I recognize that you have value, that you have amazing talents and abilities that we get to see but that you also care about other things and you live in a country where i will stand arm in arm with you even if i disagree with you to champion your ability to say something that i i don't agree with i love the fact that we well we should at least increasingly i worry about it but we live in a country where that's okay but if you put if you take your name off and you put trayvon martin or you put Tamir Rice, or if you put George Floyd or Breonna Taylor or any of these names that have been discussed on here, or if you put Black Lives Matter, or if you put all of that kind of thing on there, you are more than the entertainment you provide as a human being. But during the time in which you are actually on the floor, is it not fair of me just to say I really do just want you to entertain me then it's the same thing as yes I know Scarlett Johansson is more than Black Widow but when I go pay to see Black Widow I just want to see her as Black Widow I don't need to hear about her causes and things like that and I know she has a platform because she has me in a theater and she can do that but it's about the time and the place and Chris Paul said in the interview Jeff that you know after in press conferences after the games, he's hoping, and the the players that agree with this are hoping that this is going to encourage more questions in press conferences. Last I checked, if they want to say something, they can say something then. I thought about this and I said, well, what's going to be acceptable and what's not? Because here comes the, the first degree of pushback. Let's say I want to put hashtag MAGA on the back of my jersey. Let's say I want to put hashtag in the lockdowns on the back of my jersey should they be back in effect or let's say i believe in equal justice let's say i really champion social justice and my champion of true social justice and reconciliation and revival is christ and so i want to put hebrews 12 3 on the back of my jersey how is that going to be received well, okay. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of things to get to here, and a lot of, a lot of great points you made. Of course, you made a movie reference that I just completely am uh, befuddled by. Uh, I know Scott Johansson is, but I'm, I'm Black Widow, no idea. Um, look, you you bring up a, a lot of interesting points. One is that obviously I, I think we both believe in the free speech, right? Like, it, like it, go ahead and do it um, if the NBA allows it. The one thing that's interesting about this is the argument that I always make about the NFL kneeling, uh, 
is I say, during the actual course of the game, there are no politics involved. Now, you might disagree with that because of of you know the the Rooney Rule and you know their coaches on the field. I mean, there's ways to 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 say there's politics involved in the actual gameplay, but there really isn't, right? Like when we watch a game from the kickoff to the final play, there's not politics involved. When we watch an NBA contest from the tip off till the end of the game, there's not politics involved. When we watch baseball, the first pitch to the last pitch, there's not politics involved, right? Now, again, you you, you can find nitpicks here and there when they are involved, but most often they're not. And that's always been my argument about why you can still watch the NFL if you don't agree with the kneeling, right? Because just, just don't watch the kneeling or just don't really – it doesn't affect the actual game you're watching, right? It's beforehand, and yeah, it's a talking point. You might not like it, but the actual gameplay, there's nothing involved with politics. But now with the NBA, they are they are including that during the, during the game. And, and I do think – while I, I'm pretty much indifferent to this stuff, like I, I really – I'm gonna watch it on July 30th. I don't care what LeBron has in the back of his jersey. Like it never. It. it, it I'm just indifferent to this. I, if, if players want to use their platform, go ahead. If they don't, go ahead. It, it does not bother me. It never changed the way I felt about a player or 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 the game. But I will. I can see how this will turn people off because they do come to the actual contest to just watch sports and not have you know the political stances actually happen during the actual game and to your point about what if they put a slogan on there that that's not as agreeable to social media the backlash that happens there so you really can't have it but i agree there will be backlash if someone puts maga on the back of their jersey or puts something else on there um, i'm not sure there'll be backlash to re- to religious to religious um, oh, boy I, boy i do i'm not saying that it's going to come from the really? same the same part look jeff i know we come from different perspectives to some degree um, but I think this is a place to have honest discussions. This is a place to have authentic discussions. And there is a narrative right now. There is an agenda right now. There is some insidious stuff going on below. Like the biggest, the biggest thing right now is there are certain things that you can't criticize, despite the fact that they are obvious and true. And one of the things that we have seen increasingly is that we live in a post-Christian culture. We don't live in a culture where it is okay to be an open Christian. It is something that can can tar and feather you in many ways because of social media. Now, you and I actually were talking during the break uh, 20, 30 minutes ago about how social media ruins your life. Like, it makes it worse. It doesn't technically ruin it, but it makes it worse. And I said, I hadn't been on Twitter until this morning for a month. And I, I was just living my life... And I was trying to see how much I missed. And I actually went on, you know what, I, I, I misrepresented that. I was on Saturday night for just a little bit. My ego got the better of me, and I wanted to see what mentions I'd gotten over the last month. And then I went through the timeline for about 45 seconds, and I was like, get me the hell out of here now. Like, what am I doing? This is going to send me back off for a month. But I know this week, with us doing this show, I do want to be able to interact with people. So during the time that, I, that we're actually on, I'm going to be on social media. But we have come to a place where... And then the secondary story about this is the NBA is going to paint Black Lives Matter on all of the courts in Orlando. And I'm going to say something that you're not supposed to say because it goes against the narrative. It goes against the agenda. And there are overlords here who decide what social justice looks like and what isn't that. And when you think about Black Lives Matter, it's real simple. 
I believe black lives matter because we all do. I mean, I don't know anybody that doesn't. I have no idea where that comes from, but this is how it works. You come up with a slogan that's a simple sentence that is easy to... I mean, you can't say anything other than, well, yeah, of course, Black Lives Matter. I believe Black Lives Matter in every possible way, but I sure as hell don't believe in Black Lives Matter, and that's the problem, is it's not just a statement. It's far more than that. It's a movement, and we don't have to get into the minutia of that. You can go to their website and find out all you want to about that, but there is a lot going on here. John Moran has had to apologize because he said he wanted to put F above 12 for his jersey, and that basically means yeah, F12, 12, 12 what is, being what is a slur 12? for cops. Oh, I've, I've been wondering that. Like I've seen that. Remember that Adam 12? Hated. No, Adam like Twelve was a was an old was an old uh, comedy cop show back in like the fifties police show. Oh, I, th- no, I think I, it's, it's I don't know if it's the fifties or sixties. Before my time, I remember it used to pop up on Nick at Night, and I so no I, I'm assuming that that's where it comes from. But Twelve is a derogatory term for okay. police, and okay. he's apologized for that and said, "Hey, there's good good police out there and all this kind of stuff." I just think you are, and here's the other thing, and this goes to my point about White House visits and the national anthem, which I think both should be canceled. Because it forces you to take a stand even if you don't want to. And my example is always the same. I know how my dad votes, and I know how my mom votes. I've known it basically my whole life. I know they often disagree politically. They've been married forever and love each other, and I hope that my marriage goes as well as theirs does. But they keep that private. It's not something that they they don't introduce themselves the way you do on social media now when you go and you look at somebody's bio, and in that slow deal right there you see exactly where they vote because they want you to know i'm not going to walk up to you jeff at radio row and say hey i'm jason martin conservative christian libertarian (laughs) like i'm not that's not my identity is rooted in something a lot bigger than where it is that that i'm going to vote in november or anywhere else but that's kind of i think where we have gotten to here and if i am just a player that wants to wear my jersey the normal way Okay, I I saw Chris Paul said that's going to be okay, but don't you think it's going to become a roll call of who does and who doesn't and those who don't are going to be questioned about that by a media that I think is complicit in wanting these messages to be there so that they can make them a story when all we want. We talked in the first hour about Cam Newton and how excited we were to be able to talk about sports and how football is saying full steam ahead. And we're excited about all this kind of stuff. Why can't the NBA do the same thing? It's not like LeBron yeah. James, Anthony Davis, or anybody else doesn't have 8 trillion different platforms in which they can say whatever right. they want to say. They can lead marches. They can lead protests. They can spend money. They can start foundations. They can speak in press conferences. They can speak on social media. They can do anything. They can do endorsement deals with charities or whatever in the world. But for that two and a half, here it is. It's the same thing as this. I believe Black Lives Matter. I don't believe in Black Lives Matter because there's a difference between those two things. I don't believe shut up and dribble, but I do believe that while you're playing the sport, I just want to be able to watch you dribble. Because that's what I paid to see is to be entertained. Ultimately, we want to escape into sports. And the NBA is not going to let us do that. It's going to be on the floor in front of us. It's going to be on everybody's jerseys with all these different causes. But it's going to only be select causes. 
And I think the unintended consequences of forcing people to make this decision and other players that don't want to do this maybe feeling almost forced to do it. There was another part where Chris Paul said, hey, if you don't know which causes to support, then we'll, we'll lead you in the direction of some we believe would be good. What are we doing here? Like, what is the necessity of doing this on your uniform and opening up, I think, cans of worms that flat out do not need to be opened up? Well, many things to to touch on here. Um, I do think that, and this is, I can relate this back to the NFL world because I've I've discussed this not with you, but in general, um, is that when it comes to kneeling, right, we're going to see a lot of players kneel, I think, in week one. I don't think it's going to go past a lot past week one, but I think people are going to judge the players that don't kneel now, right? Like, like why are you not kneeling? Why aren't you? And like, for me, for example, when I was playing, there's probably no chance I would have kneeled. And that does not mean I, I don't support my teammates and their cause. I very much do. But then like, that wasn't really, I wasn't, I wasn't out there. Like, like I, I, I would not have been comfortable to answer the questions that were, brought to me now you have to actually be have to be comfortable answering the questions brought to you on the other side possibly now as well but like that wasn't like I, I wasn't able to do that in my career so probably I, I got to the Giants when I felt more comfortable in the role that I had on the team maybe I would have done it then but I probably would not have kneeled I, and I don't think I think a lot of players like feel the same way as me it's not that we don't support our teammates and and we don't listen to them and, and whatnot but now, guys that don't kneel are going to be asked, why aren't yes. you kneeling? And I think for the NBA, and I'm, I'm curious to see how many players do this, um, You know, why don't you have something on the back of your jersey? So as, as far as the Black Lives Matter on the court, um, I, like, I, I think, and maybe I'm unique in this, that I can kind of mentally like detach myself from social media saying like, hey, this platform is is not real life. I use it for work. I use it to joke. I do follow for news. Um, you know, but, but like generally speaking, I kind of just know what it is. Um, and I'm able to detach personally, I think, from politics and sports. Now, I think I can watch the NBA and see names in the back of the jerseys and see Black Lives Matter on the court and just detach my brain from it. Like, I'm just watching the game. It's on the court, like whatever. It, it doesn't bother me to the fact that I, I just, I'll be able to watch it. Fine. Do you not think you'll be able to detach from the political message just to watch the games? Like, will it bother you, or does it bother you that that the the other side is not getting the same respect if they put that on their jersey? Is that like is that bothering you more, or just the fact that it's kind of on the court while you're watching the game? Look, or both? the on the court thing. If they want to put that message there, it's going to upset some people. It's not going to upset some people. I have a visceral reaction to that particular statement because I'm anti-Marxist and I'll just leave it right there but when you get past all that and you're right yes you can separate the two sort of except people are donating money based on a sentence not realizing where that money is actually going and what it's actually funding when you put stuff on the back of your jersey I I honestly don't care uh, which side it is it's just a time and a place situation and that ain't the time and that ain't the place can you separate it and watch basketball yeah i'm not gonna boycott the nba i'm gonna watch it because i love hoops but right. at the same time if espn or anybody else starts talking about these various things instead of the game that's gonna get frustrating and i think regardless of us coming from a different place on this jeff you have to agree because we have talked about off air just in text chains and things like that how it does seem like and we'll get into this when we come back out of the break 
that there are people rooting for sports not to be played. And that's preposterous. But there is a media that is rooting for things to happen instead of celebrating them. I went off on the bonus edition of Outkick the Coverage, and I think I might have even said it on Friday as well, about the Bubba Wallace situation, because as soon as I found out that wasn't what it was purported to be at first, I said, that's awesome. Can we celebrate that it turns out this country's not quite as broken as some thought? Like, that should be a a great thing. That should be a positive thing. But the reaction wasn't that way. It was still trying to hold on to this like they needed it, as opposed to needing reconciliation and unity on the other side. And so I look at the media, and I'm just like, the media will not be able to help themselves in making this 10 times worse than it would be otherwise. I just think if you want to speak on causes, you have so many other avenues to do it, including the press conference, without even being asked a question. Putting it on your uniform is just going to upset some people. If they don't care, then that's fine. But there will be some backlash to this. And your point about the kneeling is the one that bothers me. And that's why I say you cancel the national anthem and the White House visits, because they force you to do one thing or the other. And now it's either, well, why didn't you kneel? Or why would you go to the White House with that guy in office, regardless of whether it's Obama or whether it's Trump or whether it's going to be Biden or whatever it is? It just forces you to take a stand when I think a lot of guys just want to play ball or at least want to keep that part of their lives private. I don't think everybody wants to make this stuff public. Social media makes us think that everybody's every thought is out there. And that's just a flat out lie. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on where social media is, but I just I guess I do a better job of ignoring you. Know, like I saw a lot of people with the bubble walls say, "Hey, look, I'm glad that that there isn't, um, you know, there, there wasn't a hate crime." I know there's some people that still want to hold on to, um, you know, to hold on to that, but I don't I don't like I guess I just ignore it, man. I I don't know. I don't have a better explanation than that. I, I don't know if I just don't follow those people. There's people that I've muted, like, just, like their entire name on Twitter. Uh, so I just don't see their, what they tweet, even if it's not on a follow them. I just don't see it, period. I don't see it, period. Um, so maybe that's helpful for me. There's certain people that I've definitely done that to, and I think it's made my timeline better. And I spent a lot of time on social media, but I guess I just don't let it bother me. Like, I, 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 feel strongly that I can come up with my own thoughts. And so I can come up with my own thoughts about how the Bubba Wallace situation played out. I don't need a media member to tell me how I should feel about it. So I guess it doesn't, I guess, but again, though, like I don't really, you know, I'm not on the side, I guess, of that my message is not being heard on social media. So I, that's, I guess I feel differently than you would about that. So maybe I don't have it on, a, you know, the animosity toward, toward how people report things in general. I, I just, I guess I just ignore it, man. Like maybe I'm naive to it. I, I No, I don't know about it, naive. I mean, it's it, good. It, just, if like, it doesn't like ignore it. That's great. I just wonder how many people can actually do that in such well, they're a not. polarized time. Well, they're not. And, and that, and I, I don't have a great, uh, retort for that they're just not i mean i I wish i could tell everyone to pick and choose how they you know what they think but i i've just been a free thinker like i can see the way it played out i can see the picture of the noose i can read about whether or not this was in other stalls in nascar um you know i i and i can figure out how i think about the situation without having media members push one way or the other there were a lot of them that i saw say hey look i'm glad there's not a hate crime that you know that occurred here um but yeah there definitely is an agenda with uh, media members um 
and I just I just try my best, I guess, to to ignore it because I spend too much time on social media. That if I were to let it influence my life, I, my life would be miserable. And I so I just try not to let it influence how I feel about situations. Well, there were more Jeff Schwartz's in the world. I think that would be a positive, especially on social media. Uh, we'll we'll continue to talk. We'll talk more about the media when we come back on the flip side. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o -O who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installation near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their kumo test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be 
He's at the old P on Twitter. It's Petros Papadakis from AM570 LA Sports and the great Petros and Money Show. Petros, how are you? Good morning, fellas. How are you? Thanks for having me. Nice to hear from you. Um, not appreciating the Taylor Swift. Thought I would get a, a reprieve this week, but that's okay. <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna wonder. Like, I, I guess I missed these segments. But uh, when I heard that, I said, "There's probably a point behind that." Not a big. No, I Swift just fan. told Clay that tri- Taylor. Swift, I mean, just listen to the song. Listen yeah, to the yeah. verse. Listen to the writing. I, I'm like, it's not good, Clay. And he got all upset and butthurt. And now. I get this. And the thing is, is usually I'm not in that bad of a mood. And then I hear the song right before the interview, and it pisses me off. And then it's like, oh, Mr. Doom and Gloom. It's like, well, yeah. I, uh, anyway. Uh. <laughs> so from so from there to this, do you have positivity surrounding Cam Newton with the Patriots? Oh, sure. I mean, I, I we detailed this on the radio yesterday, and my partner, Matt, usually pays much more attention to the NFL than I do because he's the voice of the Chargers. But it seems like a really good situation for the Patriots, right? It seems like a situation that's really like a no-lose situation for them because if he hits his incentives, that that means that he's playing really well for them and, and they did a good job bringing him in. And if he doesn't, uh, they barely have to pay him. And... We said it yesterday. I don't think it would be a big surprise if he thrived there under uh, Josh McDaniels, who who knows how to grind it out with an offense. I I think that, and I've heard that the Patriots are headed in that direction anyway. They didn't like the way they were physically bullied by the Titans to end the season, and then they want to bring that back to people. And one of the big indictments on Tom Brady, and this is just father time, and he never had... John Elway's arm to begin with. I'm not. I'm not the radio host that sits there and ranks arm talent. Yeah. By the way, but uh, but I also played football. So <laughs> uh, uh, I, I mean, Tom Brady couldn't throw that big boy out from the opposite hash anymore. He just couldn't do it. And Cam Newton can do it. I mean, he's not the most accurate guy consistently, but you know, neither was Brady at this point. And you know, Cam can spin it especially when the threat of him running the ball and being that guy and the other guys that they have running the rock, they do a great job with that. So, And I think they just brought in Ossie Ossie, right, the tight end from UCLA, mm-hmm. and uh, he's a pretty good-looking player, and they're probably going to play a lot of really closed-down type of football. So I'm okay with that. I think it's, I'm, it's a positive move, and I, if you're Cam, you have a lot of confidence in yourself. And you're not scared to sign an incentive-lative thing in a place that's got a lot of reputation for developing players well. And even some guys that have come. I remember Corey Dillon, who went to the Patriots and had like a second life under mm-hmm. Bill Belichick. And that was decades ago. You know, people, have, I think of all the backs they've had between him and now, uh, or even most people. So, yeah, I'm good with it. And uh, not that it matters if I am or not, but... I just can't wait to see him all dressed up like Samuel Adams or something and like one of those three-point hats and big fluffy uh, sleeves. And I just can't wait to see the fashion.
What, um, not that he's unlikable, because uh, I don't necessarily think he is. He's done a lot of good work in the community, but he is kind of a front runner. He's somebody that definitely goes doom and gloom when things are going south. He can be good for you, he can be great for you, or he can be the opposite. But because he has so much to prove, and, and I wasn't sure he wanted to play football anymore, I thought he might be going the Andrew Luck route because of, he was just so battered and done with rehab. But here he is fighting back, putting out videos, gets another opportunity. Seems like he won wants to bet on himself right now to me this makes him easier to root for like I kind of want to see him succeed does that make sense well sure I mean we love a comeback story you know I want to see Jameis Winston play well if he gets an opportunity we've we've watched these guys compete and go hard and blood and and sweat and tears and all that stuff uh, on the biggest stage for a long time I mean we've been aware of Cam Newton's story at least those of us in the football world, ever since he got in trouble at Florida. And I don't know if I'm rooting for him or not, but I'm certainly interested. Number one, I just want to see if his shoes have tails. I mean, (laughs) who wears shoes with tails? It's an unbelievable, I mean, just his fashion alone. You know, and, and there was a time in my life because of my grandfather who, uh, didn't go to college and, and, and grew up in liquor stores and was a tough guy and, and ran liquor stores, uh, wore a fedora and a short sleeve button down <laughs> and a tie. And uh, I, used to, I used to wear, I inherited his fedoras when he died, but his head was much smaller than mine. Uh, so they looked like little yarmulkes on me. But I, uh, I like fedoras and I have a collection and I used to wear them all the time in honor of my grandfather. And then one time, Matt and I were doing a show. If you guys are familiar with Los Angeles, we are down at Belmont Shore in Long Beach uh, at a place called Legends, mm-hmm. which is the very first sports bar in the, on the West Coast. And we were doing a show, and a guy walked up, and he had a T-shirt on, and it had a picture of a fedora on it, and it said, Fadouche. <laughs> just ruined it for you, didn't it? <laughs> I, I mean, you know, it, 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 it was did not for me, but Matt saw it, you know. And now, it, you know, I know what he's thinking if I ever wear my fedoras. Plus, it doesn't really help to wear a fedora when you're doing radio because it's kind of hard to get the headset over it. But, uh, yeah, Cam wears hats with a way bigger brim, like a huge brim to where it would like bump into you in the yeah. if you're in the quarterback room and you're sitting there trying to go through uh Y stick and all the different formations you're going to run it out of and you're getting hit in the face with his brim you know that could be a little weird especially if you're a developing player like Jared Stidham or uh Justin Herbert you know like they were talking about out here with the Chargers bringing him in but uh I'm just being fun I I think it's going to be uh he's a football player He's a really good football player. Uh, I don't know how beat up he is, and he probably doesn't until he gets starts getting hit consistently again. And that's the how I mean that's the weird thing that that you know Mr. Schwartz knows way more than I do is if you don't get hit for a year, the coming back becomes exponentially harder. Yeah. I mean, it is so, you can't, it's hard to remember why, how much it hurts. 
<laughs> you know, that's why it always shocked, it shocked me when Michael Vick came back and played well. Shocked me. Yeah. Just because football is, you know, it's not something you walk away from and then, you know, like being an accountant and then, you know, you dust off the old uh, green visor, you know, in five years. It, it's just not that way. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. But uh, but I'm certainly intrigued, and the Patriots know what they're doing, and they've been able to absorb a lot of veterans over the years. Yep. If it doesn't work out, like the Ocho Cinco thing, you know, they just move on, and and no one really faults them for it. Is players start preparing for the season? The season is going to start on time, at least for the NFL. I feel very strongly about that. And they, and they said July 28th, it's going to start. And you, you know, you remember your time preparing for the college football season to start. You know, they're, they're telling these players, hey. We're not going to work out in groups, right? Right. The PA is telling Tom Brady, let's not work out in groups. And I'm, I'm on the side of the players here um, that I think that they need to continue to work out to prepare for the season. When you see the PA you know, very strongly discouraging players to, to, to do this, if you were playing right now, would you still be working out in a group? Well, I mean, if, if I was doing radio right now, would I still be going to the studio? And the answer is yes, since March. So... For me, and you know, we we've all said this as a qualifier at this point, which is you know everybody's got to do what they're comfortable doing, and you know everybody has different circumstances. I try not to get offended if I'm walking in a in a in a, on a trail where there's 20 yards of space, and somebody who's wearing a mask outdoors like goes up onto the embankment, you know, like 20 yards away from me to let me walk by. I'm like, my God, you know, but I don't know if that person has somebody in an iron lung at home or what the hell, like uh, the guy in the Big Lebowski. So uh, I, I, I get that part of it. For me, uh, as a former football player, and I never dealt with a PA because I was a college football player and people cared even less how we felt when I was playing. You know, that's the funny thing about this to me. And really one of the funnier things about society as a whole. I mean, no one used to care how we felt. No one. Right. I mean, we just did what we were told. And that was part of developing as a college football player and team. But, I mean, I can see in my, in my adult life the same mentality, which is I knew when the COVID thing happened that, and I'm asthmatic, you know, I'm not exactly uh, Mr. Health over here, but, like, I also knew that, I had a job to do. I had a job to try to entertain our listeners and get people through a tough time. That's our job. That's why we get paid to do radio, to find the right tone for the moment. And I didn't want to cower away from it. And if I was playing football, you know, football players play football. They work out and they play football. And when you're a football player, I mean, most of them feel like you can jump over a car anyway. I mean, they're not scared of this. And if they get sick, they'll recover and go back, just like the fire department and all these places have been doing for months and months and months. You know, they get a guy that gets sick, he goes away for a couple of weeks, they bring him back. Now, I don't know if that's really sound or if it's good or bad for society. The thing that's funny to me is that people are like, well, you know, is it safe to go back and play football? It's like, no. No, it was never safe to play football. <laughs> football is the least safe thing that anybody can yeah. do, and it's not about a pandemic either. Football is not safe, and a perfect world football wouldn't exist. You want to make people safer? You know, don't worry so much about COVID. Go ahead and commit uh, commit football to be illegal. <laughs> uh, obviously, they're two different things, but 
it is kind of funny to me. I don't think football players live a life of risk. And at least that's how I felt when I played. And uh, I'd be going ahead and getting ready to play and try to make my living if I was a football player. But again, everybody you know, has their own vibe about this and their own level of fear. Petros, I think you and I are a little bit different when it comes to the music. We won't go with Taylor Swift, but in the last like half minute or so, give us give us some music recommendation. I know you have a deep catalog, oh so what are you listening to right now? Oh, let me just open up the old thing. I'll look at the show playlist for this week. We got uh, David Bowie doing Lazarus CD. That's right. an old song. Uh, oh, a new jazz artist named, or a new jazz artist to me, but a new album by a guy named Quinn Kirshner. Mm-hmm. Shadows and Light. I think he does a lot of percussion stuff. Okay, Buju Bonton. Do you guys know who he is? No. Uh, Buju Bonton's a really famous Jamaican artist. Uh, he was incarcerated in Florida for about nine years. Cocaine trafficking, trafficking charge. Some say entrapment. Uh, you can read up on it. But he's got a new album out called uh, Upside Down 2020. And uh, for those of you that like John Legend, he's on there. Stephen Marley's on there. Uh, the Michelle Obama documentary has got uh, a soundtrack by Kamasi Washington, who's a great saxophone player from Inglewood that people might want to look up. That's awesome. That's exactly Oh, and what then there's wanted. a... A new Jamaican star named Hood Celebrity with two Y's that I like. Of course he's got two Y's. It's a Why girl. Not? Exactly. I was about to say, I wondered if that had something to do with chromosomal stuff there. <laughs> <laughs> you figured it out before I did. I know. There you go. Petros, you're the best, man. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. At the OP on Twitter. Petros, a true renaissance man. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 